So today on the podcast, we are going to talk about why your marriage is bigger than you. It's bigger than you. Bigger than you. And I think this offers a lot of hope, a lot of assurance, but it also challenges us in the decisions that we make and our understanding of the Bible and the timeline of that and how we all fit into it. I think we can fall into this very, not meaning to be, but like narcissistic view of of ourselves with the Bible, right? It's like, how does it help us and how does, (laughs) but really it does help us and it's there, but we are just kind of these cogs in a very holy and beautiful wheel of time and life. And so we're just going to explore that a little bit. Well, I think what you're saying, and I want to clarify, is that we tend to insert ourselves into the narrative of the Bible, meaning that it's all about like... <laughs> I'm a little brash, I it's guess, about in us. explanations. It's about me. Like every little story is, is somehow alluding to... It's an analogy for me right. living my life right now. Right. I don't think that's the case, and most well, theologians I would think also there's, agree. Yes, but I think there's purpose in it for us. Right. Absolutely. Specifically which marriage. Which God is so good in that, right? So marriage is, is one of these topics that there are passages in the Bible that give us clarity on marriage, but I think we can get even more clarity by looking, I want to use the term, systematically <laughs> at a few key doctrines, right? Like the doctrine of covenant. What is what is covenant and how, how is God's covenantal character informing our understanding and view of marriage? Mm-hmm. So we're going to look at that because it gives us a bigger view right. of marriage and gives us this revelation that marriage is not about us. Yes, it's there's not a, about me. There's a greater purpose, and I think that God is so good in in how He creates things. He doesn't create like extra pieces. All the pieces hmm. from head to toe are are use are in use and for purpose. Hmm. They're filled with purpose. So, anyways, we're going to jump into that after we jump to the other side. <laughs> Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. You love when I say what? jump. <laughs> What, why you gotta go? I, I don't we already got a thing. Why jump. you gotta make up your own thing? Jump. I'm on that like moss on a Mississippi jump. tree stump. <laughs> was, was, was the way I said it not good enough? Uh, anyway, yeah, it's nope. gonna be a good conversation. Um, I gotta say, our little baby is just getting cuter and cuter by the day. That's what happens with kids That's until they're like, you know, <laughs> until they turn two. <laughs> it's like two's pretty great. It's the threes, people. I think every every mom would agree. Sometimes it's I would say it's the threes where they start, yeah, defiantly. I think it depends on the kid. Openly, but the picture I have in my head right now is whenever Jack Jack turns into a little demon monster <laughs> in The Incredibles. Yes, <laughs> it's like that. It feels like that. That's what three feels at one like. point. Yeah, that's what three feels like. Right now, she's just a little sweet little little nugget. Uh, yeah. So for anybody wondering, <laughs> <laughs> quickly, I'm gonna do our quick our quick housekeeping. Okay. Man, I just got to say, our Patreon patrons have been, man, you guys are so awesome. We're almost to 250 patrons. Wow. And what that does, and by the way, we have uh, transcriptions happening right now, and it's on my to-do list to figure out a meaningful, easy way to display those and make those available to our listeners. Uh, There's a lot of web stuff that has to happen (laughs) to make it sustainable, given that we have 128 episodes um, on the podcast. So. That's partly um, possible because of our Patreon patrons, along along with a no- number of other initiatives. Um, when you get to 250, it's going to trigger a brand new initiative, which is basically enabling us to really put our, our um, hands to the plow. There, there's the there's the term there of getting marriage uh, tools and principles and all the things that we talk about here on Fierce Marriage, equipping local lay ministers and local churches to really um, have it, have our resource, have the truths of God and the resources that we create by his grace, Mm. be a catalyst for discipleship and evangelism in their communities. Mm. So we're working on that. We're really excited about it. Um, It's going to be a ton of work. So we're kind of waiting till we hit a a critical mass with our Patreon uh, group. So anyway, if you want to be a part of that vision and making that happen and so many other things, go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage. You can find us there. Uh, we just ask two things that you pray about it and uh, we you pray about it with your spouse. And if God prompts you, the Holy Spirit prompts you to be a part of it, then just our second thing we ask is that you act on that. 
Um, so yeah, this is not very short, is it? So I'm going to go to the next one. Okay. Uh, if you have any <laughs> questions, you can go to fiercemarriage.com slash podcast. You can ask those questions there. There's a button and there's also a number. You can call or text this number. Um, and we're going to start doing one-off question um, and responses um, yeah. just as an individual little mini micro podcast episodes. That way we can actually knock these out a little bit more um, well, effectively. Well, there's some good questions. I feel like there's a lot of good yes. questions that we want to start answering. And this, yeah. 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 So you can call this number, call this or text this number, 971-333-1120. And finally, if you haven't yet, um, please do subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes or your podcasting app of choice. Uh, the subscription is important that we don't miss anything. The rating's important because that, and the review is important because it helps. Rating. Yeah, just give, give it five, five, you know, star rating. just give us a it's five. Really, it's really, it's really, um, fulfilling to watch it's that. It's so fulfilling to watch a little star thing star. come up. Yeah, this all comes you know, out. You got to try it, listener. <laughs> you don't know until you've been there and done that. So just try it. It's not fulfilling on anything less than five. It, it's yeah, because there's more stars that need to be filled. Right, right. It's it really, feels like you've missed it somehow. Anyway. It's like Andy when he doesn't get to resolve his songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel most of my life. <laughs> All right. So this this discussion about your marriage being bigger than you um, really came about. We were at home one Sunday morning. <gasps> Last yes. Sunday morning. Yeah. And we decided to watch... Uh, Okay, we didn't go to church because well, the kids were super tired. We were all We also super have tired. a five-week-old. Yeah. And we were all super waxed from a long Saturday. And we thought, you know what? We're, just we're not abandoning home. the local church, but to this, no, this day, we're going to no. stay home. And and I think most people agree. Like, when you have a young baby, it's hard to go there. And, you know, it's fun. We go there, but then you're just kind of doing the same thing you do at home. So, anyways, all this to say, we <laughs> yeah. were watching... can actually go to church because you're ma- making sure the baby's okay right, the whole right, time. Right, right, right. So, um, we're, we were um, watching an old sermon by the TVC, the Village Church. Matt Chandler was speaking... Um, and he gave a very, very quick and brief history, sort of a Christianity over a timeline from basically Jesus until the present day and how, and them like being in the church in Texas where they were. Well, the context was they were talking about church planting specifically yes. on that yes. Sunday. And they had two church planters that were leaving the village church to yes. go. And this was back in 2014, 2013. Yeah. So it was a long it was time a while ago. ago. Um, Still and so, mind blowing though, everything so, they were talking about and saying. So Matt was basically saying... Hey, you're part of so much something so much bigger than you right. as a church member of that church. Right. Uh, you're. It's not just about this moment. It's it's unfolded starting back in Acts right. in the Book of Acts right. when the first church was formed, all the way through. And he, he basically chronologued all throughout history. Yes. yes. The key key. You know, he mentioned a few things we're learning in school with the girls, yeah. like Constantinople, right? Or no, Augustine. Uh, August, Augustine. However you want to say that, Augustine, Augustine. Augustine. There, Bible. there are two schools of thought around how to pronounce his name. <laughs> but what was the other one? Um. Anyway, yeah. So he kind of chronologued through all those things, and then ended up getting to kind of even their local history there in Texas. Texas. There it is. Christianity. There it is. Uh, and all the way through to like the American Revolution and into Texas and all these different things, because that's where their church is, and drew this line for them. And it was really a, an elucidating thing, to, and it was inspiring, and it really, I don't know, it really enlivened us in terms of seeing, because we're part of a, a fairly young church. I think it's five years old. So we're actively part of a church plant and beneficiaries of all of the, these years and years of, mm-hmm. of biblical history and mighty men and women who have gone before us, champions of the faith, you know what I mean? So it's been a brilliant, uh, it, it, it was just very enlivening for yeah. us, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, we do have we do have Louisa here with us. So yes. if you hear little grunts and things, um, this is just real life, folks. <laughs> um, so anyway, that that was, uh, it. We, we, got, we looked at each other and we're like, wow, that's really, really great just from a, a you know, faith and a history standpoint. But let's talk about how your marriage yeah. is bigger than you. And Church, the church idea is so much bigger than us, but the marriage idea is so much bigger than us. And I think what we mean by bigger, what do we mean by bigger? I feel like there's just a lot of purpose to unpack. Um, It's not just you and I living together, having kids and like growing old. Not that that's a bad thing, right? Those are all really big, great Mm. things, but they're big and great because God makes them big and great. Like without the gospel and without his purpose and mission and the great commission for our lives, then we would just go through the motions, I think. And there'd be a lot of emptiness and loneliness there. And God's design is for us to 
experience that at a deep level and to also experience, and we'll get into it, you know, yeah. sanctification, unity. So um, really what we're talking about is purpose, mm-hmm. is having a deep ingrained sense of purpose that's welling up from not just our own worldview, but our worldview based on the history and the, and the, the, the word of God, yeah. right? The historical word of God right. and how it's unfolded over time. And it's given us kind of this ownership and the citizenship in the kingdom of God as a person or man or woman adopted into his family. Right. Uh, oftentimes we talk about there's three kind of main things. This is a framework that we're, we're working through and trying to figure out, but there's three main things that every couple needs to feel like and to have a marriage that's flourishing, to feel like they have and to also actually have a marriage that's flourishing is they need to have purpose. Mm-hmm. They've got to have context for why they exist as a couple right. and it's got to be bigger than themselves. Well, and it, part of that, like you said just quickly earlier, was that having that purpose often helps us combat the just the fights and the you know the disconnection mm-hmm. and the all this the stuff that we right. deal with the problems you know the conflicts yeah it gives Having you a context for it gives yeah. you context and it gives you I feel like it strengthens your bond right right and when those hard times come. absolutely and that's that's a critical piece of these three pieces that that we're talking about here the the second one is you need connection a couple yeah. a couple a husband and a wife they need to feel connected in a meaningful relational way. And they need, they need to be known yeah. and know each other fully without, without reservation, without hindrance. They need to feel like they are known and still loved. That mm-hmm. looks like connecting intimately. Uh, that looks like connecting through conversation, connecting through um, shared experience. Mm-hmm. There's a whole litany of things that, that contribute to connection. And that actually gets to the second or the third part of these. There's three of these things. I guess the third one, which is you need tangible tools. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you, you can, you know, your purpose, but you don't have any real tools to actually mine it out and put words to it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you need to connect, but you don't know how to connect. So you need communication, like actual tools. A lot of times marriage podcasts, marriage blogs, marriage books focus almost exclusively on tools. Mm-hmm. And like, here's five ways to connect. And that's what, that's not what we're doing here is when we started thinking about this, we're focusing on purpose because mm-hmm. I think we have a lot of stuff on tools. We have a lot of uh, content about how to connect, but really what stuff is the that purpose wells out stuff? of the purpose? Yes. Right? Yes. So I'll go back to the, the bread thing. If you listen, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, <laughs> we talked about how I, while Louisa was here and we, I took about four weeks off, I was making a ton of bread. <laughs> Just got to go back and listen to it. <laughs> Just got to go back and listen to it. And I, I've been on the hunt for teachers, senseis, bread senseis, <laughs> gurus, guides. I need bread guides to teach me the way of the dough maker. <laughs> uh, no, but but honestly, it's hard because you get you go online and say, "How do I make good bread?" or "How do I make bread lighter?" Alexa, <laughs> Alexa, Cyrus. <laughs> oh I know we should quote that. <laughs> I, yeah, we actually turned that off. That's yeah. a comedy we turned off because it was too crude. Um, but he calls Siri Cyrus, and it's hilarious. His dad does. His dad that. does. Um, hmm. That part's hilarious, I'll say. But anyway, I was trying to find places to go learn this craft. And the thing is, is there's recipes everywhere. Everybody's got their recipe. Everybody's got their five steps to great bread. Yeah. Here's the one thing that you got to do, and you'll get the output, the outcome that you want. And then I found it. There she is. Mm-hmm. I found the perfect, the perfect guru online. His name is Jack. He has a, he's he's British. He does this YouTube channel called Bake with Jack. It's phenomenal. That's awesome. He just talks about bread making, and his whole thing is I quote. He says, "I don't care about recipes. I'm teaching you principles because if you know the principles of bread making, mm. when it goes wrong, you'll know exactly why it went went wrong. When you want to tweak something, you'll know exactly why you need to tweak something wow. to get the output that you want." Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. And I made bread last night. Isn't that the best bread that I've made so far? White bread anyway. Best bread ever. <laughs> I, I made a really bad loaf that was like burned. Mm-hmm. And then I had to redeem myself. And I like to think that I did. It, it turned out pretty nice. But great. his whole thing is, yeah, you, if you don't know the principles, when there's something goes wrong in the end product, you're, you're not going to ever know where to hunt down or where to troubleshoot. You're just going to look for another recipe. Right. And a lot of couples do that in their in their marriage their their communication you know uh falters or their financial life is a mess or intimately they're they're yeah. not connecting like they want to yeah. and they don't have any principles to go back to and say where are we going wrong right instead they start saying well we need to have sex more often and they start just they start just 
prescribing these things based on like the end of the chain. Right. We need to go all the way back to the root. Right. And that's what we're talking about here today right. is it's so much bigger than yourself because not because we're saying so. And that's, that's my part. I want to be really clear about your marriage is so much bigger than you. Not because fierce marriage says so Ryan and Selena says so it's because God's word has shown us the depth of his character and, mm-hmm. and he's called us to participate and be people made in his image that reflect his character in these ways, namely in the areas of covenant and love. Right. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and, and selflessness. Right. 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 So when we were looking for verses, <laughs> I'm talking a lot cause the you're helping the baby Bible. <laughs> yeah. Selena's like, well, no. what verse are we going to, you know, <laughs> Not what verse makes me sound like a, you're isogeting and trying yes. to make it fit. <laughs> I'm like, what, where in the Bible is this theme kind of prevalent and exposing and just shine? Where's the light shining here? You know, kind of thing. And you, said what <laughs> well uh, go <laughs> well it's it's it being that we're in the marriage space it's one of these really bittersweet things because there are a few we, we said at the beginning there are a few passages that speak very clearly to the nature and you know god's design for marriage but they're not they're not there's nothing in the bible that says hey when you're married communicate in this way when this problem comes up like we have to apply a lot of wisdom right to synthesize and, and apply our own mind, use our own minds yeah. to apply the wisdom and synthesize conclusions that are faithful to, to God's word, but may not be explicitly stated in God's word. And this is a small version of a very big, like very big idea that contributed to doctrines like the Trinity. Right. Okay. So like the Trinity is never said in the Bible, but it's, but God's triune nature is clear in the Bible. Mm-hmm. The word Trinity is never used. But we use it all the time. Interesting. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. I don't want to sound dumb, but I don't think I knew that. Well, not, not a lot of people know that. that. Well, because we use it so commonly. Right. Right. And so wow. it's one of these things, like if you start digging into marriage and saying, well, you know, marriage is X, Y, and Z, a lot of that stuff that you, the X, Y, and Z is going to be synthesized based on the whole of God's word. Right. And so I said, we have to kind of approach this thing. It's not like we're just going to go through a passage and kind of di- digest the passage, which we do like to do. But when you talk about the purposes of marriage, it's, we have to have a systematic theology approach right. where we are looking at the whole of the Bible and looking at the character of God based on the whole of Scripture, the Old Testament, New Testament, and say, okay, God is covenantal. Mm-hmm. He has called us into a covenantal marriage. Okay, so based on God's character, based on what we see Him doing and saying about covenant in right. the Bible— how are we then to reflect that as those made in his image called into that, that characteristic ourselves? Right, right. And, and these so, are yeah. some, that's just some of the, the bigger reasons. These are some, you know, we're talking about how your marriage is bigger than you. We're talking about purpose. So the purposes of marriage, the bigger reasons are, you know, obviously for God's glory um, and for yeah. our good and sanctification. But also like you were talking about, just to know him. The more we know him, the more we understand more of what how he desires you know us to live and, mm-hmm. and the motivations of our hearts and you know by the power of the Holy Spirit at work in us over time we can become more aligned with his desires mm-hmm. um, and we by knowing him and make we are able to make him known uh, mm-hmm. which is a large part of what marriage is all about right is is knowing God and and making him known I think we I don't know some of my biggest lessons in marriage have been through knowing God well, <laughs> like yeah. knowing his characteristics right and knowing knowing that he is he's good even when things are hard and knowing that his word can be trusted even though i don't see the clarity around it all the time and i need to just kind of dig or sit or just absorb what he's what his word is saying and how it speaks to the situation or yeah. you know conflict that we're dealing with um letting it bear weight and not my own thoughts right so what we're what we're looking at here and this is what you're saying is we're looking at how marriage is bigger than us right and later we're going to look at why it's bigger than us. What are the purposes for which marriage is created the way it is? But how is it bigger than us is, like you just said, okay, I, we, what was it? I probably like six months ago, right? I was feeling convicted. Uh, there was something long time ago when I was a kid and um, probably like in my early teens where I had, you know, I had done some things I was really ashamed of and I had felt, felt really convicted because I had never shared those things with Selena, but I was over, over a week's time. I started feeling the Holy Spirit prompting me. Um, and it was one of these ideas that like, if you're not 100% known, like you won't ever feel 100% loved. And that was the case. Mm. Selena had not known this little 0.001% of my life. And I felt like if she knew that, she prob- she might not love me. 
I honestly thought that. And we here we're going going on 15 years married, 16 years married at the time. We're only human. And so I I just kept kind of pushing it down, pushing it down, think you know, thinking it'll just go away if I can just forget it. It's it's silly. It's so far gone in the past that it's not who I am. Mm. I've you know since been sanctified and God is good and He's you know saved me and all these things. But still, there's this nagging thing, yeah. and so. It kept happening till one morning at church. We were going through the pastor, you know, our pastor was preaching as he does and, and did it so well and just pointed me to the gospel. And I said, you know, I need to make this area known to Selena. Mm-hmm. And I, I just have to trust that our covenant, she, she believes in our covenant and she understands God's love enough to turn around and love me, even though I show her this ugly part of my life. Mm-hmm. And so what happened? Do you remember that? I'll mm-hmm. let you tell the story. What happened? Yeah, you shared it. With, you no, no, like you got you to paint the picture. We were driving home. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you shared it with me. I'm all, all business people. It's all business. I don't got time for the fluff. No. Um, yeah, we were driving home and you, I could tell you needed to share something. And so we just started talking and I just kind of listened and let you share. And I think I just, I was like, well, it was a long time ago. And I'm sure everybody's like, what was it? But it's not going to be shared here. People don't. <laughs> Well, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. The fact was that he shared something that he thought would taint my view of him. And I feel like it was all the more, it kind of built up my admiration and trust, I think, in you because you were being so transparent and, and sharing. And I felt like it was a way that I could love you and, I don't know, just like be mm. that covering for you. And I don't feel like I always get those opportunities I don't know. It was very. I think you're hitting about half of it right now. Okay, well, go I want to say, it. Michael Scott, you are remembering it. Lo- I'm you're remembering, remembering it, it wrong. wrong. <laughs> uh, well, yes, all, everything you said happened, but what what also happened is you you said well, actually I have a few things that I want to share. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a big part of it because you then felt the open door. This was a long time ago. It was like five months ago. <laughs> Okay, well, I had a baby ago. six weeks ago, so anything before that, I'm a little foggy <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, before child, BC. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so <laughs> we, we, I shared this with you. You said, first off, it changes nothing about how I love you. Right. It changes zero, zero things. <laughs> but also, I have something that I've always kind of been ashamed of. This is you talking. You'd always felt kind of ashamed in almost a silly sort of bashful sense, but in your heart, it had been this barrier to feeling fully loved in a sense. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, what I'm saying is that in that moment, I got to see God's covenantal love in a way that I had never seen it before. And it mm-hmm. was through the, the the venue of covenantal marriage, of seeing my wife who had covenanted with me and with God to love me for richer, for poorer, for better or worse, in sickness and in health. And I got to see that firsthand when frankly, I felt unlovable. Mm. And so now, and then, then I could turn around and give praise to God for this woman that he'd given me, but I could also give praise to God for the character that he, he already has. Mm-hmm. And he has already loved me mm-hmm. in that way, regardless of how lovable I feel. Right. Cause he right. already knows the ins and outs and right. he has already decided to, so he demonstrates his own love for us in this and that uh-huh. while we were still sinners, Christ died for right. us. And so it was in the middle of our folly. Mm-hmm. That Christ died for us, and it's in the middle of my folly that my wife loves me, and it's so in the middle good. of my it's folly that I feel like loved. Doing good, right? Yeah, <laughs> and on the top, the mountaintop. It's not when that's not when he's like, okay, now I'll die for you. You're you're good enough. I think that that passes the test. So to go all the way back to what you said <laughs> about how the bigger reasons is to know Him. It's ultimately for His glory. Why? Because we can know Him mm. as we experience traits that are His. Yeah. Right. So. From just a meta, I don't want to use this word, but I'm going to say it, metaphilosophical or metaphysical sort of sense, there's this bigger idea of what are these ideas of love, Mm. okay? Mm -hmm. What is an idea of goodness? What is the idea of evil? What is the idea of trust and faithfulness? And these big things that we take for granted. Yeah. Well, until we understand and know that those things are God's trait, not the evil, but (laughs) goodness and (laughs) holiness and love and faithfulness and gentle, all these things that we want to, they have kind of these intrinsic value to us in our human condition. If we don't know they come from God, our purpose is going to be completely centered and terminating on ourselves, right? And that is not the bigger picture of marriage. And that's the problem with modern marriage. Right. A lot of times it's all centering on me. Do I feel loved? Right. Do I know? Do Do you give me what I think I deserve? You make me happy because if you don't, yes. Bye bye. If you don't, bye bye. <laughs> and that's the problem is that they, the people who are so quick to jump to that, and frankly, 
statistics show that a lot of people are quick to jump to that conclusion. Well, it's a misunderstanding of love. It's a misunderstanding of covenant, right? We're we're interacting in a contractual Mm -hmm. basis. Um, And our marriage covenant is, is where we sort of are able to practice and put into action uh, these these attributes of God right. and these these sorry she's moving um, <laughs> um, it's I feel like our marriage covenant is is the, the the proving ground it's like the practice area the practice field of practicing love biblical love it's right. it's practicing trust how do we trust each other it's practicing repentance and apologizing we did a whole podcast on like how Ooh, that to was apo- a good one too. what was it called how to apologize it's like the art of apologizing the art of there it is I think it's like seven weeks back yeah and in our marriage covenant, we can practice how to communicate well and in love and the truth in love, speaking the truth in love. I don't want to practice that with other people until I practice it with my spouse because he, right. he can lovingly give me feedback on like, that was not very loving in how you said this. And you kind of ignored all of these other things, which we had a fight about that this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, are we able to have hard, commun- hard conversations in a healthy way? Right. Um, and then, you know, talking about, you know, sex and intimacy is obviously more than than a purely physical act. It's spiritual, emotional, and it illustrates the unity and oneness, and it, it allows us to engage in, in procreation. So there's all these like Sorry. big reasons. I want to I want to hover there for a minute okay. because I would say that it's not just more than purely physical. I think it. I'm going to say this. I know there's probably nuances, but I feel like if it's just purely physical, it's probably closer to sin than it is to intimacy. Hmm. If it's completely void of a spiritual and emotional bond that goes mm-hmm. along with it. Yeah. And I mean completely void. I get that in in marriage right. there are times when sex is more functional. Right. But that doesn't mean I'm completely like detached from who you are spiritually Absolutely. and as my I wife. I think it's that spiritual attachment that allows for some of the functionality to happen without the hurt, right? Yeah. And without the yeah. not hurt, I guess. No, you're right. Taking advantage of right, you can still feel loved even though it's not this rapturous affair, right? And that's the bad word to use right there. (laughs) It's not this rapturous event. Is what I meant to say. So you can still feel loved in that. How does this go back to your your marriage being bigger than yourself? Okay, and I want to keep going back to that because this is one of those areas. Some of the main things that cause a marriage to go sideways are usually going to be around sex and intimacy. Whether it's a bitterness that's welled up or an infidelity or sin or, mm. or a, a habit of sorts that is causing right. um, one person to feel completely rejected and unloved. Um, that's a big area. And if couples lose sight of the bigness of their own marriage, they will lose sight of their need for purity in this area and their need, mm. their need to actually um, y- utilize this area of their marriage for not just their own pleasure, but for the glory of God. Yeah. And so your sex life is bigger than you. <laughs> it is. It is. Because there's so many reasons, but God there's... God designed it that way. He designed it to be a, a, a mere, a, a glimpse of the gospel, right. meaning that you are fully naked and still fully loved. Right. Exposed, naked, completely, I mean that literally, yeah. but also emotionally, mm-hmm. spiritually exposed. And still you're engaging in this act of love. And here's the thing, what happens in that engaged act of love that's the venue through which new life is created. Mm-hmm. That's speaking of new life. <laughs> right that's the venue that God has allowed us to participate in the creation of life. Yeah. Okay. Your flesh, it's, you're spiritually made one flesh, but you're literally made one flesh. Mm-hmm. This little baby you're holding is 50% Selena, 50% Ryan. 90% me. <laughs> she is. She, she has, she resembles you. 5% you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Hey, you know what? I'm happy to play my part, (laughs) but just, I'm thinking, you know, genetically, (laughs) not the amount of effort that went into actually creating the child. Um, But the point is, is that that, that act is so much bigger than just your sexual pleasure. Right. And the same goes across the board. Well, and I think that's the most vivid example. Well, and how, how I feel like God brings this. If you just look, yeah, if you look at how it's emotionally impacting and how it is requires selflessness on levels and how it also builds you up and how you feel more, I mean, physically, you feel probably more relaxed afterwards, um, but there's more. I'm just quite feel sleepy. Like, I, <laughs> I feel like our bond is strengthened. So it's, it's like you put sex and intimacy right in the middle of a circle and how many other things come to light because because of just mm. that one like act in those moments 
And there's right. so much that God has just purposed within that and designed and created within that. And we see that on the flip side with all the, like you said, if there's an emotional affair or if there's other affairs and just physical stuff happening outside of marriage, then you see the opposite effect of that. You see the mm. brokenness and in mm. God designing and putting parameters around it for our flourishing and for and, his glory. And we've seen it. And honestly, we get the messages from the daily. from the husband daily husbands and wives at their wits end because there's been brokenness in this area. Mm. They have lacked big vision mm. and the big I'm not saying that they don't have a vision for I'm saying that they don't see things from this bigger well, than you perspective. Yeah, and I, I go ahead, and it's sorry. created brokenness in this area. So a husband or a wife will go off and have an affair because they've completely lost sight of the bigger picture. Right. That that moment of of lapse in their judgment, right. that moment of pleasure, whether it's feeling like they've they've somehow fulfilled an emotional need through the physical act or the physical act itself, well, it so completely shatters yeah. their marriage. They've lost sight of the big picture, and they've lost sight of. And this is why we say, husband, wife, if you're <laughs> if you're addicted to pornography, it's not just about hey, don't watch that; it's bad. It's right. about that is poison and it's killing you. Mm-hmm. You need to understand that it is it is going to kill your marriage from the inside out. It's going to kill your right. your heart because it's an active sin against God. It's going to separate. There's there's a doctrine of the union with Christ. Okay, so we have we have com- we have communion with God, but we also have unity in Christ. Right, we, we're union with Christ. So. Mm-hmm. When I say there's a separation, it's we we kind of we lose communion with God because we're in disobedience with Him. Mm. We're not we're not as close to Him as we could be. It doesn't mean your salvation is at risk. I just want to be clear about that. But the you have to have a bigger picture of these things so you know it's worth fighting for. Yeah, it goes all the way back to Genesis three, right? They see the apple, they see the tree. They don't not an see, apple, not an apple. Okay, they see the fruit, they see a tree, and they 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 lack the vision of all of Eden that God has given mm. them, right? They're seeing just this one, mm. this one tree, this one piece mm-hmm. of the whole picture that God has given. God says, "I, you know, He's given perfection." Well, He said, "You can eat of every tree in the garden." Everything, everything is. And is isn't that free, what we do? Isn't that what we do in our marriage and even in loving each other in the in understanding the gospel? We make it about our lack, and it's all about His mm. sufficiency, right? That was the that was the crux of our argument over the last day and a half yeah. was was seeing and not and not displaying gratitude in a very obvious mm. way mm-hmm. in a way that was felt on both sides yeah and that's because we were focusing on you were focusing on you and you were focusing on <laughs> you you meant you but it's that same yeah it's that mentality and that's just human i mean that's that's our tendency from the very first yeah. couple yeah. here to this day 2019 yes. this is what we struggle with right is is focusing on our lack, forgetting the big vision, right. forgetting what's at stake, and it's our communion with God, but also our communion with each other, right. and these big reasons why marriage is bigger than us. So up to this point, we've talked about how it's bigger than you. You can take these principles of covenant, you guys, and by the way, in our book, Fierce Marriage, we talk through the biblical covenants in an appendix. I got really excited and wrote a whole thing about, like, <laughs> it's basically a survey of the biblical covenants and how each one can point yeah. to the covenant of marriage yeah. and how it, we can kind of see it in light of marriage as a topic. Um, so if you haven't picked up Fierce Marriage, the book, definitely go to Amazon. I think they have it for just, I think, 10 or 12 bucks. But we go into a lot more depth on this. And that's why we don't have scripture today because there's there's scripture all throughout the Bible um, that we could quote. But when you have a big view of covenant, I forget what I was saying. Um, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> it happens. you're going to help happens. me out. You're not going to help me out at all. Well, I didn't know where you're going exactly. I follow you blindly. <laughs> <laughs> follow, follow me blindly. Okay. Okay. That's what I was saying is that we've talked about the house. I was saying, follow your, follow your husband blindly. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> when you have that big idea of covenant yes. ingrained into your guts, it's in your heart, it's in your head. You understand it coming to apologize is is easy communicating in a way that's i don't say it's always it's not easy, easy but the, but the purpose the, the drives you to want to do it it dri- right. it's more Sorry. it's it's a it's a loving prod i feel like it's a prod and a pull yep. to make you want to 
the, your communication has context yes. now because now it's not just about being right. It's about loving you it's well. Always about being so right. Of course it is. It's always about loving about you well. Um, I'm going to say these two words, but these are these are like uh, saying swear words: submission and authority. I know. Which are in the Bible, people. We didn't write the we didn't write the Bible, but those Kill words messengers. are there. Okay, so loving authority and mm. loving submission; uh, those things are good topics mm-hmm. that have been bent out of shape. They've been they've been twisted and distorted yeah. by by losing the vision of what our purpose is as individuals, but also our purpose of our union, right. purpose of our marriage, and any. Any topic can in marriage can like all of the practical tools that we talked about can be worked out kind of with your own heads and and hearts if you just have the purpose and the principles in mind. Absolutely. And I think, you know, just speaking to the submission and authority briefly. Uh Okay. (laughs) Well, I think understanding it again, I feel like our marriage covenant is where we can practice and understand you know, the roles that God has given us and the purposes within those roles and how I'm better than you. Um, just kidding. <laughs> but, I'm not going to, I'm not arguing. So go ahead, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> but I think when we understand and we're able to practice and live under, even live under that authority as a couple under the authority of, you know, our church or living under the authority of, you know, our country in a lot of ways, like how we're, how we're responding to that is, is an indicator of our understanding, I think of the gospel at work in our hearts. And, and again, practicing this, knowing that there's more purpose that was an amen. beyond just going through the acts and just checking off the boxes. And I think that's oh. where, because when we start getting, falling into that, we're going to get burnt out. We're not going to want to do it anymore. It's not, it's no longer motivating because we have no purpose. We have no greater vision. We have nothing that is, telling us this is bigger than you so you need to stick with this if you don't understand it or if you're believing lies you need to stick with it let's let's keep going for it well because there's a there's a certain gladness that comes along with obeying from the heart and not just obeying from your head or your hands but actually saying i believe and trust yeah god that you are a looking out for my best Mm -hmm. and in that i can submit to your authority with gladness, mm-hmm. not just with like a grudging. I used to think that if you did it with gladness in your heart, then you were somehow doing it selfishly. Well, yeah, absolutely. You're doing because God <laughs> wants you to delight in him. Right. And when you delight in him, his precepts are delighting. Yeah. They're delightful. Yeah. And and you want to you want to fall in line uh, get, in, in that yeah. in that regard. We do have a podcast episode called I think it's called Who is the Authority in Your Marriage? Mm. And we got we went a lot deeper into that. And we talked yeah. about biblical authority. Go back and check that out if you missed it. But um, that goes into that that principle a yes, lot more in depth. Yes. So we just talked about the how. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about why is your marriage bigger than you? Mm. Why has God created marriage the way he has from a um, missional standpoint? Yeah, yeah. What say you? Oh, <laughs> I say that, you know, the biggest purpose underlying, you know, for his glory is to be able to share him with the world. Um, because there's nothing... That hmm. speaks to me greater than than seeing God at work within other people, mm. aside from His Word, of course. But when I when I see Him at work in couples, when I see miracles happen, couples staying together um, through things they shouldn't, by the world standards, should not. Yeah. By worldly not wisdom be. and convention, it right. should not. They should not still be married, but right. somehow they are, and right. they are in. It's obvious that they love each other. Right. It's it's <laughs> a, it's an obvious thing that they're understanding God's character. They're understanding um, his desires for their life. And they're treasuring those and they're living under the authority of that, of him and, and his ways versus their own maybe feelings, emotions, or what other voices in their heads are saying, right? They're submitting. Mm-hmm. There's this this understanding of, of him. And I think that that shares the purpose that is greater than just them, right? Because if it's just about them and their problems, it's going to fall apart. There's no purpose in that. But if we understand that God has a greater purpose for some of the hard times and the struggles that we are dealing Mm. with, and honestly, I think the struggles are just us, our stories that we get to share with each other. God brings people into our lives that need to hear our stories, and we Mm. get to own them and get to glorify him in those. Yeah. Um, I, I think of uh, Chris and Stephanie Teague, right? Mm-hmm. Out of the Dust. Yeah, that, that was another. Yeah. We interviewed them. It's called Out of the Dust. They have an incredible story. They should not be Mm-mm. married right now. Mm-mm. They should not be together Mm-mm. by worldly standards. But we have a God who has his wisdom is otherworldly. His purpose. His purpose is his own. Yes. And here they are. They're not only glorifying God, but they're doing so loudly. Yeah. 
as musicians and tour, they're touring and telling their story, their testimony is glorifying yes. God. So that gets to the big, big why, which mm-hmm. is we have this, we must have a big view of marriage. It's bigger than us because of God's glory. Yeah. And that's what you just said. It's the stories that come through, like what, what have we been through? How has, how these big concepts of covenant and love, right. the God that we serve, equipping and empowering us through the Holy Spirit to live out covenantal love, how has that giving God glory? Mm-hmm. But also think of, a, think of a couple that you really look up to and chances are they've probably been married for a long, long time mm-hmm. and they'll be the first ones to tell you that it hasn't been easy, that God has been good, he's mm-hmm. been faithful and that's giving glory. So there's this sense of you kind of defying the worldly odds, yeah. but also seeing a couple flourishing, right? Yeah. And the thing is, is couples will find a purpose to stay together. But if it's not rooted in Christ, it's just a matter of time until that purpose starts yeah. to erode. Okay. So yeah. you hear about all the couple like empty nesters who finally get a divorce. Well, their purpose was the kids. Right. And now that the kids are out of the house. Or that next step. I would argue it's just kind of been that next step when, when we get anxious <laughs> to move on to the next step of, of mm-hmm. like, okay, we got married. Now we got to have kids. Now, or we buy a house. We have kids. We have this. And then it's like, well, what do we do now? Or we've done we all no those next things. Step. We've we've fulfilled we've checked all the boxes right now why are we still together <laughs> yeah which is such a sad thing and 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 here we've given a lot of reasons why right and it's an amazing thing like to me that's yeah at that point in life it's going to be like well now it's just all about like as Serving quickly and, and ridiculously how much can we tell people about jesus yeah. no but, it's yeah and it's so good but, and i think um so just getting tangible i think a little bit on you know you hear us talk about family vision and this mm-hmm. is this is under that greater purpose of marriage and having marriage, our covenant being kind of that ground where we can practice, where we can practice sowing seed into each other and sowing the word, learning the word, training up little disciples. It's, you know, having our family vision of knowing ours is basically like knowing God and making him known. That's mm-hmm. kind of where we sort of fall. Yeah. Um, and to be wrung out, you know, for the gospel, that's, that's kind of our, our MO here. But I think if we don't have a family vision, that that's really steered the ship on a lot of decisions we've made. On like down like ground level granular, decisions. Yeah, from up 50,000 feet to the granular ones. And I, it's been very assuring, very relieving. Um, I think you have a form on our website that you can get yeah. the family vision. Just yeah. search family vision. Go to our website, search for it. Um, I'll, I just want to be very tangible because – so this is played into how like we've – focused on fierce marriage mm-hmm. why we decided to go the patreon route to actually fund it so that it actually right. actually feels more like we're going All the biblical route come to back. the point to to now we don't have new cell phones like my, right. my phone is cracked is your is your phone currently no cracked? <laughs> that's because we like buying new phones is really tempting but two things it's really expensive and it just means you're throwing another piece of technology away and it's going to a landfill somewhere that's why all my pictures are a little grainy people <laughs> and so we made a I don't decision got a portrait mode on mine <laughs> and i'm not saying that this is something that everyone needs to do no but we just felt but for us yeah. we said you know it feels like it's better stewardship if we just like pay the 80 dollars to get our screens replaced instead of paying the thousand dollars or whatever to get the latest <laughs> iphone yeah um, Sorry, that I don't mean to laugh. That's just a lot of money. It's, for me. it's like, well, it's so much money. Yeah, I mean they're amazing devices. I get it. If that's your thing, whatever. It's you got to talk about it. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> for us, the family vision has honestly informed those types of decisions. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so it's been so critical, and we're and we're in agreement about that, which right. I think is right and a it, miracle. <laughs> yeah. No, and family vision, you know, it 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 really is again making all the decisions 50,000 foot view down to the granular day-to-day ones, but all of that helping us to live on mission, right? God's given us the great commission. We're living out of uh, the mission that he's given us and that's to go and make disciples, right? And preach to to all Mm. nations. And for us preaching to all nations, I mean, I guess we are sort of, but like the, it starts in our home. If we're, I think Jackie Hill Perry posted something about her daughters and she's like, I think if, if my daughter's, grow up my my, like her the thing that would bless her heart the most is that if her daughters grew up and said my mom was the same on stage as she was in our house like that Uh. would be that would be she could die you know happy or something and i was like that's so true so preaching's in the house and it's not just something you do on a stage it's an overflow of yes and i think that's why you know that's why we've chosen to homeschool and go do classical conversations because it it is echoing everything that we believe and want our children to know and it's it's offered us a framework to be able to branch out of um again their their whole thing is to know god and make him known and i i 
that's mm. hard to beat. <laughs> well, that I think that's a clear example of how Family Vision informed that decision because right. that was scary. Yeah. It was very scary to do that because there's a lot of criticism around scary. it. It's still yeah. scary. But also, it's like you felt it a lot. You feel like you're taking your child's education into your own hands. Right. Can you, should you do that? And the Family Vision part of it and our conversations around the Family Vision said, this is something we feel led to. And though it's scary, we're going to go in with open eyes. Right open hands and trust, trust that the well, vision God that just, God's given us yes. is, is going to prove he, fruitful. He causes the ground to just rise to your feet. You know, you're just like, I don't see where this path is going. And God's like, just step, just step. Wow. And the ground is, you know, rising to your feet basically. And, um, and I think it also is a good example. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say this, but, uh, CC is known to be very, uh, memory driven. There's a lot of, um, facts and things that feels can feel on the day-to-day like a grind but when you again have this bigger picture of of what they're learning and why kids aren't knowing my five-year-old is not understanding the why behind like constantine legalizing christianity she knows it goes to a song and she knows it's in a timeline when she is eight will she understand more of the context of that yeah because that that will be filed away and she already we were listening to that message that we were talking about earlier they sat there for 20 minutes the girls are five and three-year-old listening to the message they didn't last the whole time, obviously, but they heard Constantine. They heard things that they know, and they were picking them out of the sermon. And that just, that's where mm-hmm. we're at. That's, we're picking out verbs and words. And But the bigger picture for them hasn't yet been fulfilled, but it's on its way. Like, we're putting those building blocks into place. That's good. But the vision that is what got us to, to that place. Absolutely. So, well, but it's a big, it's a, and again, I'm illustration we, we were of really skeptical of that. the daily grind versus like, purpose like and right because it's easy to lose sight of the forest for the trees is that the phrase i don't know but the daily grind can be so hard to remember that this is bigger than me especially in marriage when you're frustrated when you're angry when you want to just lash out at each other it's so easy to just just do whatever feels good in that moment yeah but a lot of times it will lead us down a path of destruction but we have to have this clear grasp and doesn't mean you're perfect but it means that everything you you do and say in marriage has a context that Mm. is bigger than you it's bigger than us which is one reason why i think community is such a big point of Mm. uh encouragement and a big point of keeping the vision and the mission in sight right because Mm -hmm. we are so again lost within the trees and we need our community to come around us and say Come rise above this for a minute. Let me show you why you shouldn't talk to your husband like that. Why you shouldn't make those purchases. Because they can help you you elevate your vision. Yeah, you guys are struggling. We see something. How can we, like, can we ask some questions here? And And they've done that to us. We're not like these gurus. Oh, no, no. I wasn't saying us. I was just saying, like, in general. No, we definitely get questioned, and that's the whole purpose of community. But we did have, and and I won't use names, but we've had. I mean, this has happened to every couple in our group at some point. Um, it's a cycle, our, right? It's a cycle. And there's, you <laughs> know, and it's almost seat. like mm-hmm. if the couple's going through this, I said this to one of the guys, uh, they're going through a hard thing. And, I, and again, we don't lead it or anything, but I was just texting and I said, hey, how you doing? And, you know, he came back and said, you know, it's, we're still working through stuff. And I said, hey, well, you're, you're both smart, spirit-filled people. Mm. I trust that you'll get to the end. If you need any advice, like I'm happy to apply and give you advice, tangible advice. But honestly, I can see that's probably not going to help right now. You just need to work through this together. And you yeah. need to work through it with the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and they're doing that. Yeah. And it's not – and it doesn't mean it's resolved instantaneously. But that's because I know that they have a big view – of God, they have a big view of marriage. It's bigger yeah. than them, right? And they'll get through it, absolutely. And that's and that's the anchor that we have that's right. based in God's word and based on His character. So, what? How can we get tangible for the couples' conversation challenge around this? Um, I'm just going to propose a few things. Is that look at these? Maybe uh, I don't know. Think back to parts that things that we've said in the past. Is look at how um, how can you ba- how can you have a bigger view of your marriage? Yeah. How can your marriage be made bigger than yourself? Right, I which guess. is kind of ironic, right? Because you have to look at your marriage to like, well, you're looking inward yeah. to look upward, but look upward and, and then come back, I guess, yeah. and look outward. And how is, how, what are some ways maybe that your marriage has, I want to say not like been, lived on purpose, but like, what are the purposes mm-hmm. of your marriage and how would you identify those? I guess I'm just like family vision wise. Yeah, you mean? yeah. What's your I was mission get way and more vision? Ta- tangible than that, but that's good. Way more tangible. It's like writing it down. What else? I was going to say, think about an area where you've forgotten the bigness 
oh, of your marriage. Do that, people. So like, do that. Whether you know, it's communication, finances, sex life, right? Uh, in laws, whatever Pick the one. tension point is. Okay, here, here it is. There okay, it is. we got to it. <laughs> whatever the tension point in your marriage is, how can you lift your vision of of your context and see mm. God's purpose in how you live out ta- yeah. tangibly in that area? Yeah. So find the tension point. And then how can you look to Jesus together to have context for how you deal with that in a healthy way? Um, That's good. Thanks for hanging with us through those conversations. Yeah, we didn't write it down this week. so You're just hearing our conversations. Yeah, sometimes we forget to write the couple's conversation challenge because, (laughs) you know, it just kind of flows sometimes. (laughs) Well, also baby. And we don't only have so much time to plan for these things. Yes. So, um, yeah. Anyway, thanks for joining us. I think after this, we're going to do a quick, I think I mentioned this early on, we're going to do a quick Q&A. Just one question. I think we're going to do that once once a week or twice a month. We'll figure that out. But the question we're going to talk through is um, if both a husband and a wife, we got this question, by the way, Selena, I'm I telling you this, so. <laughs> both a husband and a wife, um, they said they enjoy pornography Oh man! and they enjoy watching it and talking through it together. Is it still a sin for them? So we're going to talk through that. We're going to answer that question in the next episode. I don't know when it's going to go live, but just look for it on your, on <laughs> just... your feed there. Just, <laughs> just giving them a hook and then never, nothing else. <laughs> no bait. Is it'll, that how that works? It'll come. It'll come soon. All right. Let me, you want to pray? I prayed last time. So okay. why don't you pray this time? <laughs> can only pray every can, other episode. I met my quota. So. <laughs> God, thank you so much for giving us your purpose. Thank you that you allow us to engage in marriage, to um, have children, whatever that looks like, Father, that you allow us to engage in your work and be a part of what you're, you're doing, Father, and ministering to each other. Uh, ministering to those around us, God, teaching us about how to love and how to forgive and how to uh, be unified through intimacy and how to be in agreement on large decisions, God. It's all for your glory. I pray that if there's any tension points, there's any darkness or fog around some of these areas in our marriage, that you would uh, shine your bright light of purpose Mm -hmm. uh, in those areas, Father. We are so grateful for your message, for who you are, God, help our hearts to recognize that who you are is enough for us, Father. Mm. We love you so much. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us once again for the Fierce Marriage Podcast. This episode is... In the can. All right. We will see you. <laughs> that... Was that a Mona Lisa thing? Maybe. <laughs> Mona Lisa Saperstein. Is that her name? <laughs> I don't remember her name. Anyway, we will see you in about seven days. This has been a joy. And until then... Stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.